Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Welcome. You're listening to Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker. I'm Jordan Ronan. He's Gabe Neitzel. Gabe, I owe you an apology. I'll get to it later in the show. I don't want to spoil it, but we haven't been together. I think I think the last time we were together was before the season started or right at the beginning of the NFL season. Yes, sir. And I 100% owe you an apology. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Now. This is the Greeny Show, so we will obviously talk about the New York Jets because they embarrassed themselves yet again on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> and we'll get on to national the, television. Yes, once again, but that's the thing. They've been on national television way too often for people this year. The Cleveland Browns haven't. They impressed. We'll get to that in a second. But first, we have to clear the air. Because before you, you were here, Gabe, Bubba informed us of something. That really kind of blew my mind. So he wears uh, apparently a Dallas Cowboys jersey every Friday, right? And if they win, he'll wear another one again on Monday. This is a, a tradition that dates well back into the you know the old Mike and Mike show. So Bubba went to the doctor this morning. Apparently it's a thing, at least for Bubba, that he had to put a shirt over the jersey, sort of dress up. To go to the doctor. You can't wear a jersey to the doctor. Wait, Bubba, are we talking about a collared shirt? Like you made sure you put on a button-down shirt to go to the doctor today? Uh, Pretty, pretty much, much, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to go into it. Hey, yeah, Brendan Peregrine checking in. Uh, Yeah, I'm the one wearing the Dak Prescott jersey. I mean, I'm not wearing like a, you know, a, a, a three-piece suit. I just got a flannel shirt on. But I just didn't want to be wearing my Dak Prescott jersey when I'm going to see the doctor. I don't I, I wear the Dak jersey when I'm here at work, but I don't. I don't want to be walking around town with a Dak jersey when I'm a I'm a 40 year old man here. It's a, that's not what you do. Is this a Gabe? You think this is a you know he's embarrassed by, by 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 Dak at this point? Yeah, no. You you're know, like to wear Dak in public, yeah, like the, I, embarrassed of his Cowboys, like until they win something. If the Cowboys would have beaten the Bills and the Dolphins the last two weeks, <laughs> he would have been proudly wearing that Dak Prescott jersey yeah, to the doctor. I think so today. too. I mean, Bubba? When, you, when you guys see uh, grown adults walking around the streets wearing jerseys, you look down on them. Let's be honest. Fair sure. enough, but you're going to do it in front of a national audience because on television. We're here, we're here it's kind of too late, Bubba. No, it's a it's a sports <laughs> job. We're here at work. That's one thing. To, yeah, it's one thing to wear it at work. I, I put the jersey on. I come to work. When you I do leave, it I take it off. National television. Yeah, because it's it's, it's 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 work related. And then when I leave, I take it off. I go home. I, I don't even I don't even wear it when I'm watching the game. It's strictly work related. Wait, you don't even wear the jersey. So you have jerseys that you'll specifically wear to work, right. but you won't wear during the game when you're watching your favorite team play. Correct. Isn't that the time to wear it? Is I mean, if I your... go to a game, sure. But, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been to Texas. Why won't you just wear it in your house then? I don't Gabe, there's just so much here I think that I, I don't I think understand. I'm in the majority here. I mean, like, so, what, like, you, like, so this weekend, uh, so tomorrow night, because they play the Lions tomorrow night. Sure, yeah. You know, ABC, ESPN, my, uh, you know, Monday Night Football on a Saturday. That's when you wear the jersey. Yeah. So <laughs> no. what, you're just going to throw on a cowboy hoodie? Like, do you have any sort of cowboy paraphernalia no. on? No, no. I'm just kind of hanging out, just watching it. I mean, I, there'll be a couple times I've maybe worn the jersey, but it's not part of my superstition by any means. 
So you um, won't wear any Cowboys gear tomorrow watching the game. No, no, it's 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 strictly How does it's strictly that make for any yeah. sense? it's strictly yeah. for Friday this is, this before is the game. World. I, and not like, at doctor's offices. <laughs> That's my cutoff. The doctor's office. By the way, I go to the doctor's here. office in like my pajamas. I, again, I'm not wearing. It wasn't like I was. I was wearing a flannel and jeans. I'm not wearing like yeah, a, an insanely nice dress shirt. I just he's put on a flannel like shirt. like people used to when they flew in the '60s. You know, I got to make sure you got the nice suit. Yeah, on I, I look like DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has got off the rails. Hey, this is our uh, final, the final greenie show of the new year. So we'll get to some New Year's stuff. Uh, what we want to see going forward. Maybe you know, we'll look back at the uh, biggest disappointment of 2023 in sports. But in the meantime, Gabe, how about one of the biggest surprise stories of the year? You saw it play out for you last night. Joe Flacco, straight from the dead. It's like the the meme or the gif of uh, The Undertaker <laughs> in the casket. the casket. And all of a sudden, he, he pops up. It's like, holy cow, Joe Flacco. I mean, not only is this guy back alive the Browns by the way they clinched the playoff spot they beat the Jets 37 to 20 Flacco throws for 309 yards 296 and three TDs in the first half the Browns improved to four and one with him as a starter and I mean 11 wins with four quarterbacks they're only the third team to do it the other team by the way game yeah the 86 and 87 Bears who had that obviously great defense so that just goes to show you what the Cleveland Browns are kind of working with on the other side of the football. But it begs the question, as we see Joe Flacco play at this level, are you buying the Browns at this point? Are you scared? I've, I've got Flacco fever. You like, do? Yeah, I do. Because just watching him week after week, like after the first week, he's like, okay, it's a fun story. After two weeks, after three, like four and one in his last five games where he's, he's been the starter. And going into last night's game, he had the most passing yards in the NFL during that stretch. And throwing for 309 last night is only going to likely put him on top of that list again when we get through all the games in Week 17. This is a team that, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, the Bills are the team nobody wants to play. Well, they still need to clinch their playoff berth as well. And, you know, this is the actual team I think nobody wants to play. Because that's one of the few defenses I think you can trust in the league. Behind mm-hmm. the Ravens, behind, you know, they're in the same category as the Ravens and 49ers to me. And with Flacco playing like this, and as good as the rest of that roster is, like, this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender because of Whoa. how good that roster is. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know you'd go there. Like, here's my thing. And we know the defense is legit, but I was the same as you. It's Joe Flacco. He hasn't been able to play at a high level for years. But now we could see. I mean, this is a, a decent sample size. Joe Flacco is kind of in the zone, right? And here's the thing with Joe Flacco, and we're talking about a guy who kind of got on a run. He got he got, got on a heater. And uh, why should I think that Joe Flacco is not a guy that can stay on a heater? We saw it before, Gabe. Think about this guy had the biggest clutchest heater of all time. It like, made him like $100 million, remember? Oh, they win yeah. the Super Bowl that year, that playoff run. Joe Flacco had never been a serious high-end quarterback. Then he goes on that run. The Ravens win the Super Bowl. He was outstanding in that run and parlayed that into became the highest-paid player in football at the time. 
he had a throw against the Broncos in that playoff run that I still like every once in a while I'll think Oh, about. that deep throw when he got yeah. it over the guy's head? Yeah, where he drops it up the right hand. And yeah. It's like the Browns have kind of realized, hey, this guy's really good at throwing it deep. This is when you have a roster the way the Browns do, and it's kind of similar with, with what Brock Purdy's been able to do, not quite to the same level because Purdy can do probably a couple of other things underneath and is not as good of a deep ball thrower. But when you have the weapons that you have on the outside, when you have a tight end like David Njoku, when you can run the ball like the, the Browns can, you want that guy that can take the top off the defense. You got want the guy that can push the ball down the field. And that's what Flacco's been the best at you know, in terms of his skill set, his entire career, throwing the deep ball, pushing the ball down the field. And that has made this Browns offense an explosive offense, putting up over 300 yards per game because they have so many things going on. And he can even then turn the ball over once or twice, like he'd had another interception last night. He's had a couple of turnovers in this run. But Mm -hmm. because that defense is so good for the Browns, like, eh. It's all right. We'll either get it back or force a three and out. And we've got the defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett. We'll yeah. figure it out. Just we keep got taking your back, your shots, so. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Joe Flacco. Here, here's the thing and I, about last night in particular. And we'll get to the flip side of this, especially because it's the Greeny show, so we got to get into the Jets. But the Cleveland Browns were the better team and won that game because they had the better coach. They're, they're just much better, much more well-coached than the New York Jets. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, that that's the difference between those. The Jets have a really good defense too. It didn't look great at times yesterday, but clearly Kevin Stefanski is doing a tremendous job over there. Just tremendous. I mean, he is now the first coach uh, with what back to back playoffs and eleven wins or whatever since Marty Schottenheimer, I believe it is Jeez. for the Cleveland Browns. So doing a really good job there in Cleveland and with a team. And this is why it's not an excuse for the Jets. With no Aaron Rodgers, no this guy, no that guy. Their offensive line's banged up. Go look at who's injured. Remember, Amari Cooper didn't even play yesterday. Didn't even play last night. Didn't even play. So they're it's really like, banged up, and he's still, they're just, they continue to produce. It's, it's answer, very impressive. Answer this for me, Jordan, before okay. we move off the Browns. Mm-hmm. Other than the Ravens, who's playing better than the Browns right now in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, I'm still scared of the Bills, but I don't think sure. they're playing great. They barely just squeezed past the... Uh, the Chargers in a game they almost didn't yep. deserve to win. So, yeah, the Browns are playing better than them. The Dolphins? Meh. They've been okay lately. They haven't been world beaters of late. So, yeah, right now, it's the Ravens and the Browns. I still, if if the Dolphins, okay, let's set the scenario. Cleveland has to go into Baltimore. Yep. You like them to win? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I Do don't. They, they have to go into Miami. Do you like them to win? Because they're likely the wild card team. Yeah, because they're not going to win. Yeah, they're not winning their division, so they're going to have to play a lot of these games on the road. Going into Miami, I would be shocked if they won that game. I don't like. I them like them against game, Miami. I like I like Miami better than I would uh, Cleveland in that game. Wouldn't be stunned if Cleveland won, but I I like I like Miami better in that game if that's the matchup. Yeah, and look, I mean, Miami, you know, finally kind of got that, you know, where we're able to check off the list of, hey, we finally beat a team with a winning record by kicking the game-winning field goal against Dallas, but it's going to be a close game. Like, Miami's not going to blow them out, and ultimately, I I trust that defense, and as odd as it seems, I trust Joe Flacco to be making plays for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean, so right now, as it would stand, they would play the Jaguars in the first round? Yes. Or the Texans, whatever, yeah. Yeah, they, they, wins, they're yeah, probably right, favored in any of those games against the AFC South team, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But here's here's a, here's the other interesting question with Cleveland. If this continues with Joe Flacco, 
Does he start to enter the QB conversation mix for them moving forward? But he would have to take like pretty much the deal he's on right now, wouldn't he? Because they're giving, they're giving so much money to Deshaun Watson, and he would just have to agree that, yeah, I, I understand I could probably get more on the open market, but I think this is a really great spot for me. I'll compete for the starting job with Deshaun in training camp next year. I'll take the veteran minimum or just over that because you can't be committing that much money to that position with what you're already paying Deshaun Watson. The tricky part with Joe Flacco is he's already made so much money. Like, what's his top priority? Right? Yeah. So no, I think, I think, I think that might. Into it. Yeah. yeah. He, he, you might be able to do that because, like, hey, he could say, look, this is a perfect situation for me. It's good for me. It's good for my family. I don't know if it's good for his family. I'm, I'm just creating a hypothetical here. Uh, but you, you could say, hey, you know what? Maybe the, the top priority for him isn't money. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to continue to play. He's obviously proven that that's a great spot for him. Would the Browns, if he somehow ends up, okay, we let's play out the hypothetical. They sign him to whatever deal. They make it work. He comes in. He outperforms Deshaun Watson in training camp. They name him the starter. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, they can't do, because I was looking into this last night watching this game, which is insane, because I'm thinking, <laughs> well, if the Broncos can move on from Russ, could they actually? No, they can't. No, they would have to come up if they were to, to just cut Deshaun Watson next year. Even if they designated him a post June one cut, they'd still have to eat ninety million dollars next year. Yeah, that's crazy. The craziest part of it all, though, Gabe, is the fact that you're even looking that up, and we're even yes. thinking about this. Did you think you'd be looking about getting out from underneath Deshaun Watson for Joe Flacco? No, nope. Nope, did not have that on the bingo card at the beginning of the season. It wasn't even one of the possible scenarios that you would even think of, to be honest with you. It really wasn't. No, no, could no, I could not have. This is a Mad Lib. At this point, this is an NFL Mad Lib that Joe Flacco is leading the Browns and possibly being one of the hottest teams in the NFL into the postseason. So the Browns are pretty much stuck in that five spot, right? Yeah. Because Baltimore would have to lose both their games in order to... Uh, give the Browns a chance to win a division. So that's likely not happening. So they're stuck as a road team. Does that do you, do you mind them going on the road, or do you think they could travel on the road because they have the veteran quarterback because they have that defense? That defense travels now. That makes it tougher for them clearly. But at the same time, outside of the Ravens, I feel that so many teams, including the Browns, have flaws. Man, like these are fun teams, but. But yeah. having you know having to play Kansas City isn't as daunting as it's been in years past. Even though I still believe in Kansas City, and they're going to be a team that nobody really wants to play because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Same thing with Buffalo. Like when you take a look at all these teams, outside dangerous, of, but yeah, not yeah, great. They're definitely not, flawed. dangerous, but flawed. Correct. Yeah, that's the right way to say it. All right. Well, we'll get back to the Browns in a little bit. But coming up, we're going to get into the Jets. The J-E-T-S losing Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season was surprising. But were the Jets the most disappointing team in 2023? Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Welcome back to Greeny. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Jordan Ronan. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. Greeny's presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to talk here about the most disappointing team or athlete of 2023. You can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Gabe, the way we're going to present this question, the way we're going to word it is, who is the most disappointing team or athlete in 2023? We'll get to that after Gabe has some words. From Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football all in action. Vivid Seats has it for you all and for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or... Download the app today, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, I just laid it out there, the question of the day. Who is the most disappointing team or athlete 
2023. Gabe? It's very rare. I mean, you, you from time to time, you see teams kind of quit on a coach, and usually it's one guy here or there, and especially in football, like maybe one side of the ball is fine where the offense hasn't quit yet, but the defense does. Watching an entire team quit in real time in a nationally televised game on Thursday night, especially mm. for a team that has had Dang. so high expectations and a team that made the playoffs a year ago in the Los Angeles Chargers, like they have... That's going to be such a hot job this offseason because of what they have, not just with Justin Herbert, but they have other talent on that roster. It should not be this bad. But it was kind of funny to watch that team quit and give up 63 points to a team that had scored precisely zero four days earlier (laughs) in the uh, Las Vegas quarterbacks with the rookie quarterback. So I am going to say the most disappointing team or athlete for me in 2023, I am nominating the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a good one. I will say that is a pretty good one. We all had high expectations. When you have Justin Herbert, you're just not supposed to be that bad. Correct. Like you could have told me, okay, Justin Herbert got injured at the beginning of the season. I get it. Now, I understand he got injured later in the season, but they were already in the tank at that point. Yeah, so, yeah, very disappointing. Now, being from the New York area, I'm going to represent, and there's a lot of choices from around here, so I'm just going to give it to the entire New York sports scene because we have <laughs> the Mets. Sure. The yep. Mets, who just the, what did they have? They saw, you know, they had Scherzer, Verlander, highest payroll in baseball of all time. And yep. what did they do? What did they do? They had to sell off their pieces <laughs> at the trade deadline. They were sellers. And then the Yankees weren't far behind. You know, you're you're used to the Yankees. It's like you you could write it down right now. They're in the playoffs, right? Every October. Well, especially not the this expanded year. playoffs. The playoffs is expanded. It's easier and, to get in now. And they were out. And not only that. But as a Yankee fan, like, I was disinterested in this team by August. Yeah. Like, you weren't even watching games in September. They had the September call-ups. Let's see what we got in the minor leagues. Then you throw in the Jets, obviously, Iron Rodgers, one drive, four plays. The Giants, awful playoff season. Just I mean, they were 2-8, and eight, total disaster at one point. So, New York sports in general, I get it. The Knicks, they were, you know, they had, they had well, then, made the playoffs. Know. They were fine. The Rangers as well, but... The Nets the, ended up selling off pieces. Like they, yeah. had, they, the Nets started the 2023 calendar year with Kevin Durant on the roster, with James Harden. And then they're with with Kevin, and those guys aren't there anymore. Well, the five Net fans that are out there, like it's <laughs> as someone who grew up and was born and raised in New Jersey, I still yeah. forget sometimes that the Nets are in New York. Technically, yeah, I do. That's very fair. I do. So. Uh, you have any anything else that comes to your mind? Well, if we're going to talk a little bit of baseball, like the Dodgers, I mean, it's hard to put them, I guess, on this list because then they also just went out and spent a billion dollars. But mm-hmm. they're spending a billion dollars because they've been the best regular team in baseball and they continuously miss out on going to the World Series to lose to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like that's... They keep trying to just throw money at an issue and make them, you know, make them not so disappointing because everybody knows, yeah, you're going to be good in the regular season. It's gotten to the point where, okay, can you win playoff series at this point for the Dodgers? And every year that they fail to go to a World Series for the amount of money that they have spent, they certainly belong on that disappointing list. And I guess if we're going to talk that division, I guess we kind of forgot about it because they were also a team that was so bad. The Padres probably belong on that list as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, actually, the Padres, because they had spent a lot of money. They compiled, you know, just compiled a 
superstar after superstar with Manny Machado, Juan Soto. They had Blake Snell winning the Cy Young. Yeah, Tatis and yet they weren't back. even in the playoff race. No, missed out on the playoffs. Not yeah. even close. I would put them higher on a disappointment list than the Dodgers. Yes. Because we're holding the Dodgers to a really high standard here. It's like Correct. you either win the World Series or bust, basically. Well, at least go to the World Series. I feel like if they went to the World Series, it'd be hard to be that disappointed. But, again, you just you have the highest payroll in baseball, and now you spent a billion more dollars this offseason. <laughs> well, now the pressure's on even more. Yes. Like, now you got to at least make the World Series, where in the past, I don't know. The, it, the baseball playoffs are wonky, man. I mean, we saw that oh, the Arizona so Diamondbacks were in the World Series. Yeah. Just, so. like, waltzed through somehow. They were just they were running teams <laughs> out there in the National League. It was crazy. I will say this. In the Dodgers' defense, their pitching staff was decimated by the time they yeah. got to the playoffs. That's fair. Walker Bueller wasn't around. Urias had his you know legal problems. So they were in. They actually weren't in very good shape come the playoffs. Yeah, uh, maybe the Padres. The Padres definitely deserve to be on the list more than the Dodgers. I agree. I'm 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 the Padres over the Dodgers. Let's go to Andre in Brooklyn. See what he has for us. Andre, what's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, man. I listen to you guys all the time, man. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. Appreciate it. Well, most disappointing team I have to go with this year has to be the Washington Commanders. The Commanders? Why the Commanders? Yeah, the Commanders. Well, you got to look at how the t- how much talent that they have on this team. And they're always at the bottom of the NFC every year. Every year it's, a different, it's the same thing. And they can never get it together. And I think they're one of the teams that actually give up on their coaches as far as Ron Rivera. You talk about the Chargers with Brandon Staley. They're one of the teams that actually give up on their on their head coach as well. Man, I, okay. I thought that this would yeah. be a year to celebrate for the Commanders. Like they finally they they were finally sold. They've rid themselves of the one thing that I thought was really dragging this franchise back. I understand the season hasn't gone well, but you got a brand new owner. You don't have to deal with Daniel Snyder anymore. I don't know if that's disappointing. That's worth celebrating to me. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like one of those where they built up all this goodwill. Like they, the Commander fans can't be upset anymore at this point. Like as long as you got rid of <laughs> Daniel Snyder, at least. For a few years, everything is copacetic, you know what I mean? But yeah. I will say this. The problem, they do have a really good roster. I'm always big on their roster. But until you get that quarterback, yeah, I'm not sure how disappointed you could be. Like, where, What is your ceiling if you don't have a competent quarterback? It's not very high. I mean, you'd have to have a roster like the San Francisco 49ers to have any sort of ceiling. But, I mean, Sam Howell's not it, and they're still trying to sell that they're buying into Sam Howell, but I don't know if the next coaching staff is going to. They're starting Jacoby Brissett this weekend. It's They haven't figured it out, and I would not be shocked if they're taking a look at one of those quarterbacks, you know, after you get past the top three, the, the Bo Nixes, the, the Michael Penixes of the world, if they're looking at one of those guys to potentially draft them in the first round this spring. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if they move up into the top two. Nope. And make, make a big move to get up there. So I was thinking about the NBA a little bit this year. And the thing that comes up with the NBA to me kind of is John Morant. Oh, yeah. A big disappointment. Like, you know, all his troubles. Like, the, the Grizzlies were supposed to be that team on the rise, right? Mm-hmm. And what has happened, all, all, the only thing that's happened is he got suspended. He got in trouble multiple times, by the way. Uh, just that team just totally blew up like Dylan Brooks. Like, that team went in the total wrong direction. And Zion, too. You're always... So optimistic about Zion, it just never seems to work out, right? Yeah, with with Zion, I would say it's more disappointing for John Morant because with Zion, okay. like big guys with feet issues, like I've always been told, like hey, once 
once taller players, once bigger guys in the NBA start having feet issues, she started to become a little weary. And there's only so much you can do when you're having those injuries. Where John Morant, like it was 100% decisions he made. Like it's mm-hmm. all on him. So it becomes more disappointing. You can be disappointed with both, but you're probably more disappointed in John Morant because he made poor decisions that led him to being suspended for 25 games to start this season. Yeah, I agree with you on Ja. Uh, be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. 29 yards on the right hash. Here's the kick. And it's good as time expires. And the Dolphins, they win the game 22 to 20. We'll have to build off it. We'll have to use the good. Make sure we uh, get better from the things that weren't up to standard. That was the tough Christmas Eve loss for the Dallas Cowboys last week. Now they have to turn around and face another tough game. This one, though, is at home, which we know benefits the Dallas Cowboys. They host the Detroit Lions on Saturday night. It's one to tune into, Gabe. Talk about that game. Let's talk to Marcus Mosher, host of Locked On from the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Marcus? Happy holidays, happy new year. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Yeah. So what is this what is the feeling around the Cowboys at this point? With the you know, the, there is obviously a huge home and road split for this team, right? Is 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 there is that a cause for concern for this team? Or do they look at that one and say, Hey, look, we played a tight game in Miami, could have gone either way. I think it's a little of both. I think they feel like they played a decent game in Miami. And if a couple things just go their way or they don't fumble the ball on the goal line, they get a really nice road win against one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, But at the same time, they've struggled on the road. And if you look ahead to the playoffs, the Cowboys are very likely going to be the five seed, meaning that they're going to have to play on the road throughout the playoffs. There is a little bit of fear of like, hey, is there a chance that even though we're having this great season, they could potentially win 12 games again? that they can get knocked out in the first round because they're just not a good road team. I think there is some of that fear building uh, in Dallas. Is there anything then they can do against the Lions on on Saturday night to kind of change how people are going to feel about this team heading into the playoffs? Because if they blow out you know the Lions and do what they've done and score 40 points like they've averaged at home, uh, yeah, but it's a home game. You're going to have to play on the road. Is there anything they can do to make anybody feel better about their chances in the postseason on Saturday night? Probably not, which is a weird spot to be in. You can blow a team out that has, you know, it's already won their division, and nobody's going to care. I actually think if the Cowboys were to win a really close 27-24 to game where they had to go down and score a touchdown at the end of the drive to win, I think most people would view that as a more impressive feat rather than just blowing the doors off of Detroit. It's a really weird spot for the Cowboys to be in, Uh, and they know that. That's why they're going to go out and just try to play the best game that they can and try to get ready for the playoffs. When I watch that game, we're talking to Marcus Mosher from the uh, Locked on Cowboys podcast. When I'm watching that game the other day and I see Tony Pollard get sort of stood up at the goal line, right, and then you think, okay, Mm -hmm. Tony Pollard hasn't had a great year, especially considering what the expectations were. How much do you think this team misses Ezekiel Elliott? And is that something you think that the, like the Tony Pollard situation there is a concern in the playoffs? 
I don't think they miss Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott gobbled up a lot of carries last year. He wasn't very efficient. What they really miss is a healthy Tony Pollard from last year. They miss that guy that could take any play to the house that could, you know, was consistently breaking off these 20, 30, 40 yard runs. They just haven't had that guy this year. And and you can make the case, well, it's because he's getting more work. Uh, It's because the offensive line isn't as good as it was last year. He just doesn't look like the same player to me. He does not have the burst that he's had uh, in previous seasons. That's what they really miss more so than Ezekiel Elliott. Have the Dolphins and Bills kind of exposed a little bit of the Cowboys' defense? (sighs) It's such a tough question. I I do think you can run on the Cowboys. And if you can have a, a team that can stay balanced and run the ball and you have a quarterback who can also keep the ball and, you know, keep their defensive ends honest. Yeah. I think you can beat them. The problem is there's only a few of those types of teams in the NFL. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, you might be playing two of them in the playoffs in the 49ers and Eagles. Uh, I, I still think this is one of the best defenses in the league when it comes to, Hey, it's third and long and we're going to get pressure and we've got corners that can jump routes. They are, they are horrendous that play against when, when they're in that situation. But, yeah, if you can get a lead against the Cowboys and then lean on your rushing attack, that's how you beat them. You brought it up before, right? Uh, obviously, they can win 12 games. They could lose in the first round. It would, it would be a disappointing season, right? What do you, yeah. How do you think that would unfold, right? What's the scenario, right? What happens with Mike McCarthy and this team if that happens again? Is, is, is major change in their future or do they, you know, Jerry, people don't, I don't think people really fully understand. Jerry is especially patient, or has been at least historically. I don't see the Cowboys moving on from Mike McCarthy, especially if they win 12 games for the third straight year. Um, even if you know they were to have the same fate as last year, you go beat Tampa Bay in Tampa, and then you lose in round two to the 49ers of the Eagles. I just don't think Jerry Jones is going to be giving up on a 12-win team with all of this talent, they'll make some changes, you know, on the edges and maybe they'll try to be a little bit more aggressive in the trade market and in free agency. But no, I think I, I would be, I would be floored if the Cowboys moved on from Mike McCarthy and frankly, I'd be floored if they moved on from Dan Quinn either. I think they're going to do whatever, whatever they can to try to keep this coaching staff intact. When when we start talking about those teams, like the 49ers, and if they do that, what's preventing them from getting into that class with with San Francisco? They've been a 12-win team, but they haven't been viewed as the upper echelon team. What's preventing that? That's a, that's a really tough question. I mean, they're I mean they're right there with them, right? I mean, even the playoff game last year was a really close uh, game. The Cowboys beat Philadelphia this year at home. I think it's just being able to find a way to be a better road team. If the Cowboys were a little bit better on the road this year and you beat Arizona and you beat Miami, all of a sudden you have the Cowboys winning the division and now teams are having to go play them in Dallas. I think the lack of the road uh, ability for this team has cost them when it comes to seeding. And we just know that that matters so much when we get to the postseason. So I think in order to be – that elite, elite team in the NFL. They've got to figure out why their game's not translating from home to when they go play on the road. Marcus Mosher from the host of Locked On Cowboys podcast. We appreciate your time, man. Uh, you get to enjoy New Year's, right? You are the lone standalone Saturday game, so 
New Year's Eve day. You got nothing. You could sit at home, watch college football on New Year's. It's a perfect, perfect weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's better than football on Saturday, Sunday, Monday? It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think uh, the wives don't necessarily agree with that, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, wow. Our dream. Hey, Marcus, happy Happy New Year, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, so the, there's really there's no Monday night game this week, Gabe, because the Monday night games are – or Monday afternoon night games or New Year's Day bowl games. Yeah, you so get college that, football that, semifinal play. You get the Rose Bowl. You get all those bowl games. Yeah, so we're going to count this as the Monday night preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, Alabama QB Jalen Milrow said something very interesting yesterday. Bill O'Brien suggested he switch positions. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Michigan and Alabama, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Michigan's been here before. They have not won this. Alabama's been here before. They have won this. You're going to have probably the two teams that people love to hate the most. This is why you come to Michigan. They've only had their head coach for what, like four games this year? He's missed six. All year long, everybody has said what this Alabama team was not. And all they've done is continue to win, continue to stick together. For me, it's all about bragging rights. The Big Ten, the SEC. Welcome back to Greeny. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Jordan Ronan. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. Greeny's presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got the college football playoffs 
on ESPN Radio. Don't miss the semifinals on New Year's Day. The Rose Bowl starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time, followed by the Sugar Bowl at 8.30 p.m. One of those teams that's going to be playing in the college football playoffs, Alabama. Hence the music. Shout out to Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. There is so Jalen Milrow is the quarterback of Alabama. And his former uh, not former. Is, is yeah, his yeah, former, former, yeah, former. Former. Right. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien. Tom, he was yeah. there, left back, yeah. Yeah. Tommy Reese Bill, now the OC now at uh, at Alabama. O'Brien is obviously the offensive coordinator now in New England as well. So he was on staff during Milrow's first two seasons in Alabama. And hear what Jalen Milrow said Bill O'Brien's advice was to him. My own offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. There's a lot of things I can, you know, have motivation on, and that is something I have motivation from. What was your reaction to Bill O'Brien telling you that you shouldn't play quarterback? Do you remember how you felt when he said that? How would you feel if I told you you suck? Oof. I'm, I'm surprised that Jalen Milrow didn't transfer. Because that's always the that, that's the answer in today's day, right? Like clearly, mm-hmm. if clearly him him and Bill O'Brien did not see eye to eye because Bill O'Brien was telling him to change positions. So if you if the offensive coordinator on your team is telling you, hey, I don't think you should be a quarterback, and you want to be a quarterback, and you are playing quarterback at Alabama, I'm guessing you could try to find your spot to be a competitive quarterback elsewhere. And have that opportunity. So, I mean, I guess good on Jalen Milrow for sticking it out, waiting for Bill O'Brien to leave, and now flourishing the back half of this season because he is a big reason why Bama is in the position they're in today. Yeah, Milrow led the tie to 10 straight wins in SEC title and a CFP playoff berth, throwing for 2,718 yards, 23 touchdowns, ran for another 468 and 12 more scores. Here's what I like about it. First of all, this happens all the time. I feel like most of the time it's a numbers game, Gabe. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a younger quarterback. They're like, we already have these other quarterbacks. Hey, let's try to utilize this guy. He's a great athlete. If he's not our best quarterback, we'd rather him be at another position. So you just try and move him and you try to coerce him to move positions at the time. But let me tell you what I respect about Jalen Milrow, okay? I am one petty person, okay? I am petty. Love there was a time... When I was trying to get into being an NFL beat reporter, I would get rejected. I kept on a list in my desk drawer, everybody who rejected me, okay? Until the list eventually got too long, I couldn't, I couldn't just keep keeping it anymore. But, and then when I finally did get a job, I was like out there like Jalen Miro going, all you people that passed me, see, I'm, I'm be successful, you know, shove it, <laughs> shove it, because I'm petty, that's me. I got no problem with that. So, yeah, I love the fact that Jalen Murrow filed that away and used it as motivation. That's how it should work. Tom Brady didn't get handed the job at Michigan. As a matter of fact, he got screwed over five times over, right, with the whole Drew Henson thing. He was better than Drew Henson, but Drew Henson, with this big prospect, came and took his job just because of his name. So I do. I I almost gain respect for Jalen Milrow for – taking it, filing it away, using it as motivation, and then, when he succeeds, shoving it in Bill, Bill, Bill O'Brien's face. Spite is a hell of a motivator, right? Like We've seen so many guys be motivated by spite. I think of the, the quarterback. So I'm in, I'm in Milwaukee, do a show in Milwaukee every day, and I think of the quarterback we used to talk about quite a bit in Aaron Rodgers. And you can like, dislike Aaron Rodgers, but there's one undeniable fact. That dude is also motivated by spite. Like, 
throughout the course of his career, he has talked about like a middle school teacher who told him that, you know, he couldn't be an NFL quarterback when he was saying that was his dream. He talks about a coach, didn't name names, but a, a, a letter he got from Purdue when he was trying to get recruited out of high school saying, best of luck in your pursuit of a college athletic career. He brings that up, <laughs> brings up not being taken number one overall by his hometown San Francisco 49ers and how much he enjoys playing the 49ers and sticking it to him, even though the decision makers who made that decision nearly two decades ago at this point are long gone. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Spite really motivates a lot of these guys, and clearly Jalen Milrow is one of those guys. I love how he responded to the end of that question, too. Well, how did you take that? I don't know. How would you take if you were told you suck? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer to the question. You know, these guys use whatever they can for motivation, the great ones. Odell Beckham used to always tell us how he's you know been this underdog his whole life, right? And I'm thinking to myself, how is he, this guy, in his mind, create this perception, this narrative that he's an underdog? He literally played at the same high school that Eli and Peyton went to, a private school in New Orleans, went to LSU, was yep. the was a top 15 pick. Uh, you know, like, where where are you an underdog? <laughs> you went to LSU, dude. You played you right away in, at LSU. You, know, Division two. <laughs> you played at LSU in the SEC. You got to play on national television just about every week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just spectacular that that he they create this perception, this narrative in their head. But that's what the great players have to do. You know, this is how they motivate themselves. So I think that probably plays a large part in why Jalen Murrow is tearing it up. Even though, by the way, he was very shaky. I would even Ooh. say bad early this year. I mean, there was a reason he was benched. You know, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't because you know. The, the current staff was listening to the old OC in Bill O'Brien. He did not look good in that game against Texas. Now, nobody else behind him looked good, so he ends up being the guy by default, but mm-hmm. he has taken the most opportunity in that second chance for Bama. And I really You're listening like to Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, would the Jets be a playoff team with Flacco at quarterback? Next on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.